live from Studio 6B on a Monday, getting the week started. Glad you're in. A little different start to the show tonight, friend. Back on the back on the tunes. Harry is back to uh, being demoted to just executive producer. No more uh, spinning the spinning the turntables with Harry Oates. Uh, good to be with you on a Monday. Real America's Voice. We're stacked, racked, and ready to go here tonight. Uh, Rick Delgado is going to do the news. The great David Zier joining us to do a little bit of news as well and recap the weekend. Talk about some things coming up. Big week over at the America's First Warehouse. We talked about that. Slick Rick, he's got sports. Slick, I'll start with you. I know not the weekend you were hoping for as as far as NBA goes, but hope Mother's Day for everybody was great. Hope everybody had a nice Mother's Day. Uh, and a great weekend. Slick, how are you? I am wonderful, Ted. You're as good as you can be, I'm sure. It was sure. so nice to hear from you yesterday <laughs> at about 3.30 in the afternoon. Oh, yeah, the Grim Reaper over here. Well, uh, no, I'm not Diane Feinstein, and Feinstein, but I did tweet, I did um, text you. It's always lovely to Which I thought was, I was fair. Was I, answer oh, me you this. Were, you were was on I fair? point. On point. I, I said that is you. the single worst quarter of basketball in the history of the NBA by a professional team. That got, is not an exaggeration. Boston now scored the Sixers 28-3 on a 28-3 run in the third quarter. I've never seen that in all my years. 53 years as a fan. I've never <laughs> seen that. I was appalled. No, never seen it. So I thought I was fair. I didn't lay it you, on no, heavy you to you. No, you were on point. Okay. And, and it was you. one text and you went away, which was very Thank nice. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. So. Rick Delgado, how was your weekend? Um, good because I was so tempted to text Slick Rick, <laughs> <laughs> but I decided not to because I'm like, oh, I want to dance on this grave so much, uh, but I didn't. So yeah. other than that, <laughs> my basketball weekend went very well. Okay, nice. very good. Got four wins. Gotta love it. Excellent. Nice. All right. The great David Zier is here. He was. He's been a busy traveling man. He was in Iowa. Um. So here. Well, first of all, how are you? I'm wonderful. How was Thank the weekend? How was it? Was great. My best friend called me up and wished me a happy Mother's Day. So I didn't know what that meant. But, uh, I don't know what that means yeah, either. He said I was a mother. <laughs> oh. We had a great time. I uh, saw my mother and uh, yeah. my wife had some of the kids over. It was a gorgeous day. And uh, the asparagus lump crab quiche was phenomenal from the incredible Maureen's Kitchen right here oh. in Suffolk County. Oh, very good. Yeah. Um, all right, David Zier, I'm going to start with you because there's been rampant, um, rampant speculation running a while. And I have to say, I was enjoying my Saturday until I got a call from the great Harry on the highway and said, um, can, do you want to jump on the coverage of the uh, rally? And I said, well, are, we down, are we down that many reporters that were coming to me? <laughs> You're coming to me. We're like scraping the bottom of the barrel here. You got the great Ed Henry and Karen Turk and David Zier and, and, and Miranda on the ground. Why? I'd, well, Miranda lost her voice. Not Miranda. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Miranda. Karen. Karen Turk lost yeah. her voice. Oh. So I jumped on for the what ended up only being an hour. And David Zier, I come to you first only because I have to say, and I have to be truthful, the first shot of you guys that came up from there, I looked and went, wait, why are we canceling? It looks sunny and beautiful. So tell me. No. It should have been canceled? Yeah, it wasn't safe. We were, oh, really? We were actually, you know, um, Weather Nation and, and um, other guys were reporting tornadoes. 
And um, our crew went out and actually was tracking them. They were only 10 miles out. There was one right behind the other. There were lightning cells. It was terrible. So a lot of people canceled their plans early in the day. And it was like Woodstock. It was muddy. I ruined my brand new suede shoes. I don't really care. But it was muddy. Uh, It was pouring rain for about an hour. It stopped a little bit in. And then there was another tornado warning right behind it. So I think it was smart for the Trump campaign to cancel because there were only about 1,000 or 2,000 people lining up to get in once the afternoon started. And a lot of people left and or didn't come at all. And uh, then there was talk they were going to make it Mother's Day, which wouldn't have been a good move. They're just going to reschedule. It's not a big deal. Trump's been to Iowa two or three times since he's been, um, you know, since the uh, midterms. And he's got a lot of support. He's got 150 county leaders in his favor and grassroots activists. And just to get into it for a second, you know, DeSantis has about one third of the Republicans in the state house. But that's not grassroots. Trump has the grassroots. And he won all 39 out of 40 delegates in the last caucus. DeSantis has a long road to go. It was a good move for him to be there. His events were indoors, but one only had five to 700, and the other was 100 to 175 dollars a ticket. There was not a rally. Head-to-head in a rally, Trump gets two, three to one over him any day. So, but it was a good move for DeSantis. But Trump, um, I think it was very smart. Um, and after we left, our crew went, and we, I have uh, a picture of a tornado, and they were only like 10 miles outside the city. So Des Moines um, was under tornado Alert. It was only canceled two or three hours before Trump was going to speak, and then another tornado was a, was you know may have hit, but didn't. Um, it was smart move all day. Okay, long. very good. So there you go. From on the ground, uh, that's the real story because you're hearing a lot of things on on um, on you know politics Twitter about that there was no threat of any storm and he canceled because there was nobody showing up, which, I mean, you could say a lot of things. The one thing you can't say about President Trump is he does that. He has people show up. They're lying because Trump stood out in Miami and stood out in Westmoreland County outside of Pennsylvania and stood out in Florence, South Carolina, and there was still four, five, ten thousand people at each one of those rallies. Pouring rain. Trump didn't stop. Finished his speech in Miami. It was biblical, the rain. So it, I remember it, that. Yeah. I, I think it was a smart move for yeah. them. Um, all right, very good. So we'll get into all that. David Zier is going to be with us tonight. Uh, he'll be he'll be here tomorrow night as well. As I will be off tomorrow night. My daughter is making her confirmation, and I will be off, and you'll be in good hands with Rick, Rick, and David Zier tomorrow night as well. John Solomon will join us at eight seventeen tonight with breaking news. Uh, also, he spoke to President Trump today. We'll have an audio clip from that, but he'll also have breaking news that I think you or this this audience, this live from Studio Six B audience, is going to hear first. Uh, nowhere else from John Solomon. You'll hear that tonight at 8.17. So in lieu of that, uh, I want to make sure we do some news and some sports because Mr. Solomon is going to take up that regular spot at 8.17. So let's start with some headline news here from Rick Delgado. News is brought to you by our friends at earlytreatmentmeds.com. Rick Delgado, what's going on? All right. Well, I think the big news is the uh, the Durham report, right? Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I could sit here and tell you I've read all 300 and something pages. I have not. I've seen some of the headline stuff. And I could tell you that I think it's a bombshell, whatever, and uh, one of the more important days. And, and I guess to some respects, it's, it's, it'll go down in history as a very important report. But it's hard not to sit here and, and just feel like, you know, tell me something I didn't know. Right. Tell me something I didn't know. The investigation into Trump was baseless and politically biased. Okay, thank you. I, yeah, we knew that. The, the only evidence of collusion was coming from the Democrats. Oh, thank you. Yes, we knew that. 
the deep state is real. And it's, uh, yes, we know that. The FBI needs to be uh, torn down, burned down to the ground, and put back in its little box and start over. Yes, so thank you. We knew that. So it's hard. You know what I'm saying? It's hard yeah. to sit here on, on what should be a monumental day. There's going to be no, you're going to see no convictions here. You're going to see no trials. You're going to see no charges brought. You're going to see nothing. So we can judge how important this is, I guess. But for those of us who have seen what's happened to the president uh, and now looking at this, confirming that they basically stole his first term in those four years, uh, it's hard to feel great about this today. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, John Durham released his final report, concluded the FBI had, of course, no verified intel when it opened the probe on Trump. Um, some things that do stand out, of course, is that he released a damning report earlier today that neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appear to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion. And again, like you said, we, we knew this. But again, that's us. People that were reasonable. People that were kind of willing to look at things with an open eye and be like, hey, what is this really all about? Um, Durham wrote in the 300-plus page report sent to Congress and others obtained by Justin News. DOJ was slated to make the report public later today. The prosecutor faulted the department and the FBI for failing to follow their own standards and allowing a probe to persist persist, including the surveillance of an American citizen without basis under the, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. That's the FISA. The full report is available online, and you can read it with the link here on John Solomon's Just the News. So definitely take your time and, and kind of comb through that. If you want to also get a great um, breakdown of the report, you can uh, click the link for or, or go to uh, Kanakoa the Great's um, or I should say, uh, Technofog. Technofog. It's on, I've already retweeted yeah. that. It's on our Twitter. Technofog's breakdown, so you don't have to try to cram through 320 right. pages. He's done quite. He he does a great job on a lot of stuff, but he has a he has a Twitter thread that's probably worth following. Yeah. So you can you can go through some of the uh, some of the highlights there that he's gone <coughs> through so far. He's not done, according to his own writings. He still has more to get through. Uh, but so what we learn from the DOJ from the. Uh, uh, Durham report, the DOJ will not investigate the DOJ. I think that's fairly obvious. The FBI is not going to investigate or arrest the FBI. Uh, Trump was right. Everybody, I think, realizes that. There is a two-tier justice system that was fully confirmed. James Comey is a fully corruptocrat. Imagine that, if he didn't get rid of him, by the way. I know. This is a side note. Hillary Clinton, completely corrupt. Should be um, in jail. Yeah. Should be in jail. Um, the CIA, while they, I guess, kind of went along with things, they initially had pointed out that, hey, none of this of what they were saying about Russia and Trump was actually real, but the FBI buried all of that. Um, so the conspiracy, uh, conspiracy theorists win again. Yes. Uh, um, maybe more importantly than all of that, all that's important, but the FBI has, has basically interfered and meddled now in three elections. Yeah. Yep. 2016, 2020, and they're doing it now in 24. Well, it, it, you could actually say uh, 2016, 2018, because 2018 was affected. They had their investigation going on at that point. Then, of course, 2020, and then uh, uh, 2022. How, how can we not say 2022 at this point? We know what they've been up to. A and there's the residual, you know, of... of uh, all their antics in terms of the of the letter and trying to trying to paint everybody on the right as some kind of conspiracy theorist lunatic. Well, guess what? It's not a conspiracy theory when it actually happens. So. All right, we're going to do some more news. I'm going to try to rush through some things here because Solomon is going to come on at eight seventeen. Slick Rick, let's do a little sports, then we'll do some more when we get back at the bottom of the hour. What's going on? Sports right, brought to you by Mike Lindell and My Pillow. 
Let's get to the scoreboard right away. NHL, big game seven tonight. Series tied 3-3. Kraken in the stars down in Dallas. American Airlines arena. Puck drop just now. So we'll see what happens there. It's winner take all. I know we have a lot of Seattle fans in there, but I'm sure there's some Dallas fans as well in the chat. NBA action. We have game one. Series starts uh, on the 16th. That's tomorrow night, 8.30. The Lakers visit the Denver Nuggets for the first game of the Western Conference NBA Finals. And uh, let's see what uh, quick story. Big D. Well, John Moran suspended by Grizzlies after allegedly brandishing another gun on a live stream. Memphis Grizzlies star John Moran is suspended from all team activities after a video of him allegedly brandishing another gun has surfaced. And, uh, well, not a good situation for this guy. Not a good look at all, Big D. Uh, and that's from Orr Harkins of Breitbart. I'll get into the story a little bit later. I know we're getting close on time. I mean, that, that, that kid is, uh, I he's mean, crazy. I don't know. It's, uh, he's calling out Something for help. Missing. Someone ought to reach out to try to help this kid yeah. because he's, I mean, I mean, that's just unbelievable. I mean, it's two months, re- two months removed from the first one, and here he is again in a car with guys who don't seem like he should be hanging out with. Yep, on Instagram. Yep. On Instagram Live, holding handguns in the car. I mean, this guy's got a $200 million contract in the world in the palm of his hands, but it's... Not much longer. Crazy. All right, John Solomon will join us when we get back. We'll hear his uh, just recent interview, like within the hour, I believe, with President Trump and his reaction to the uh, Durham report. We'll listen to that. We'll bring Mr. Solomon on when we get back right after this. from Studio 6B. We are efforting John Solomon right now to hopefully join us in this segment. Um, of course, the Durham report dropped today. And then, of course, every time John Solomon's been on this show for about the last, I don't know, two, <laughs> a year and a half, I feel like at some point in the interview, I asked him about John Durham. Is he still alive? Has anyone heard from him? Is he in the witness protection program? Well, here we are. Finally got the report today. Um, and Mr. Solomon had the opportunity to speak with President Trump. I believe earlier in the day, and we have a soundbite of that interview. Uh, Aaron, if you've got that fired up, here is John Solomon with the former president. Roll that. Well, it's a shame. It's a uh, total violation of about every rule and principle you could have. It's total dishonesty, and more than anything else, it affected the 2020 presidential election, much more so than the 2016 election. This affected the 2020 presidential election, just like stuffing the ballot boxes or any of the other things that took place. This is a disgrace, and they should do something about it. And that includes whatever you have to do about the presidential election. This is a rigging, another element of rigging the presidential election, far more than stuffing the ballot boxes, because it affected more than you could ever stuff. Yeah, there's no doubt. So I want to ask you, you're way ahead in the polls. There's a good chance you're going to be president again in 2025. What would you do to fix the FBI under Chris Ray? Uh, obviously, a lot of bad things that went on at the FBI. A lot of bad things went on at DOJ and the FBI, and okay. a lot of bad things went on in a lot of places. You know, when I got there, it was loaded up with rhinos and with Democrats. It was thousands and thousands of people in every different department. And we got so many out. 
but you really have some bad things that happened. And uh, this is the deep state. This is what they talk about all the time. You talk about it, John. I talk about it. This is the deep state. Uh, we'll make very big changes. We really did uh, do a tremendous job of getting tremendous numbers out. But this is deep state stuff. This has been for 30 years. People yeah. have been there and they're, uh, you know, in, in many ways, they ran government for a long period of time. And we came in and we broke we really broke up the act and a lot of people weren't too happy about it. That's why things like this happen. That's so true. Last question, sir. I, I know you've been vindicated several times on Russia collusion, but this is sort of the exclamation point. Your thought on the fact that John Durham said not a single iota of Russia collusion evidence. Well, I was very honored by this report. I'll be honest. The, uh, it was incredible. I waited and everybody waited and we waited a long time, but this is tremendous detail. When you look at it, he's obviously very detail oriented. But this is tremendous detail, total vindication. And now something should happen. This is, you know, corrupt at the level like nobody's ever seen before. If we had an honest media, thank God you're around and a couple of others. But if we had an honest media, this would be the story of the century. Yeah, there you go. And thank God you're around is right. And let's bring him on now. The great John Solomon, editor-in-chief of Just the News. Mr. Solomon, good evening. I feel like for the last two years you've been on this show, and at some point in every time you're on, I say, hey, is it John Durham in the Witness Protection Program? We heard from John Durham, John Durham, and here we are. We finally have yeah. a report from John Durham basically confirming what a lot of us felt like we knew, which I guess, as I said at the top of the show, yeah. it's kind of hard to know where you feel about this today. I guess history will write the history of this report, um, but knowing that there's going to be no criminal charges, no one's going to eventually pay a price. Maybe there's some ways that some things can happen, but uh, the FBI is operating as the disinformation arm for the Clinton campaign here. You spoke to the president. Yeah. We just heard that. Give us your thoughts on the report, where it will go down in history. Obviously, the dirtiest political trick we've probably ever seen. Uh, give me your thoughts. Yeah, listen, it may have been a two-step dirty trick, because in 2020, a lot of the same people, certainly uh, Mike Morrell, who first floated the uh, Donald Trump as a Russian agent idea in August 2016, comes back and writes that letter, which takes out the Hunter Biden laptop, which was legit. So we had sort of a two-step massive political dirty trick pulled on the American people. And today, John Durham laid bare one of them. And when I mean laid bare, it's incredibly detailed. I think President Trump got it right. The detail on this is what really is so stunning. The, the, the top lines we knew, right? We knew that the FBI had no basis for opening the investigation. We knew that the Obama administration knew that Hillary Clinton was running a dirty trick to hang a Russian shingle on Donald Trump's campaign house to distract from her uh, email scandal. Uh, and yet they still proceeded with it. We knew that there was nothing meritorious in the Steele dossier that the FBI couldn't corroborate. But there are some interesting details in here that, while not explosive, they, I think, give a sense of the grave damage that this episode did to not only American trust in our elections, American trust in the FBI, American trust in the Intelligence Committee, but what our allies saw. And there's a great anecdote in the middle of the report around page 6061, where Great Britain, which has been trying to help uh, the FBI investigate this, by the way, it was a British citizen, Christopher Steele, who gave us that garbage that was called the Steele dossier, the Great, Great Britain eventually gets cold feet, like we don't want to participate anymore. There's nothing here, it's too thin. I think the FBI legat who's dealing with them is a damn, this is thin, is actually a text message that he sends his colleagues 
signaling where the British mindset was, which is a foreign power is not going to get involved in investigating a candidate for president or sitting president with no evidence. And so if our allies saw how bad this was and they didn't engage and they were sending warning signals, imagine what other allies who didn't in, in, interface with the FBI thought. This damaged our standing on the world stage. We, we look like a banana republic instead of the great republic that our founding fathers gave us. And I think uh, history will look back and say, this may have been the years, these may have been the political leaders, this may have been the law enforcement intelligence leaders that took America off the top of the most respected countries in the world. And I think we won't know that for a few years, but there's plenty of signs of that in, in this report offers one of them in the great, great Britain's reaction to it all. Yeah, I would argue that the uh, previous administration, not not Trump's, the one before that for eight right. years, took us off that plateau a long time sure. ago. Because one of the I big questions right. I can remember doing this show when we launched this show in 2015, 16, I remember all throughout 16, 17 saying, why, why doesn't Congress get the presidential daily briefings and let's find out what Obama knew? Well, we yeah. now know that this went right to the top. This went right to him, right to Biden, what to all of them. They all knew. That's what's so hard to get behind this today because you think of how history will judge these people they all knew it was right they just it's right it's right in our face again they just don't care this is the same fbi that's not hand, that buried corruption seemingly evidence of joe biden before the 2020 election now is not turning over evidence that's been subpoenaed by congress and it's just in your face that's why it's so hard to think yeah, like no. is this really you know uh, Damon, you couldn't have said it any better. I mean, you just keep seeing these things happen. And there, because there's been so little consequence, all right, one FBI lawyer got a suspended sentence and a slap on the hand, although he did you know, he'd lose his job. Uh, you know, uh, Andy McCabe got fired and reinstated. He got his pension back. Uh, yet he's in the middle of this when you see the report today. Pete Strzok is trying to get his pension back. Um, there has been so little consequence that I think that's why the 2020 letter happens, right? Why 51 people put their intelligence credentials on the line to say that the Hunter Biden laptop is, is Russian disinformation when they had no basis whatsoever. And I fear right now, at this moment, there are things going on where the lack of consequences for earlier bad behavior may be emboldening people. In just a short while on Just the News, we're going to give this to you first. I'm going to break a story. Remember the IRS whistleblower we brought to everyone's attention a month ago? I think I came on the show the night that we broke that. Yep. Um, and uh, he's a guy that came to Congress, got whistleblower protection from both Congress and the Justice Department Inspector General. And he says the Biden Justice Department interfered in the criminal investigation of Hunter Biden. That's a serious allegation. The IRS commissioner was asked about it and he said, trust me, there'll be no retaliation, uh, uh, no reprisal for uh, this IRS agent for coming forward. Well, today, the IRS agents, whist uh, lawyers, the whistleblower lawyers he hired, informed Congress that the whistleblower and his entire team of investigators, the subject experts for the entire tax portion of the Hunter Biden criminal case were removed from the case today. And to the lawyers, they said this looks to be retaliation, looks to be obstruction of a congressional investigation. Why would the Justice Department and others feel emboldened to take these actions when they were just warned, don't you dare do that? because there's been so little consequence to bad behavior where the law enforcement system and the intelligence 
uh, community has been weaponized for political gain, not for their original purposes, which are to solve crimes and to protect the country. Yeah, just in your face again. It's like, yeah, watch what we're going to do. What are you going to do about it? That's 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 how you feel about it when you watch these things. Yeah. So, all right, we'll look for that. I know you've got a busy night ahead of you. Thanks for giving us a few moments. The great John Solomon. John, oh, thanks, uh, as always. Thanks for everything. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. All right, live from Studio 6B, we got more to do. We'll discuss all of that when we get back with David Zier. Slick Rick's got more sports. Delgado's got more news. We'll do it when we get back right after this. Thirty minutes past the hour, live from Studio Six B on a Monday. A busy show so far. The great John Solomon joined us. I, I knew he was time restricted tonight because he's going on everything to uh, talk about this breaking story of the IRS uh, removing the investigative team from the Hunter Biden probe in what can only be looked at as a retaliatory move against the fact that there is a whistleblower. And as John said back on April twenty seventh. 2023, IRS Commissioner Daniel Werfel appeared before the House Committee in Ways Ways and Means and testified. He said, I can say without any hesitation, there will be no retaliation for anyone making an allegation (laughs) or a call to a whistleblower hotline. However, this move clearly is retaliatory and may also constitute obstruction of a congressional inquiry, attorneys Mark Little and Tristan Levitt uh, wrote today. And I mean, just to the point, I said to John, it's it, it just, I said to David just now in the break, whether you're on the fence on the 24 election, whether you're 100% Trump no matter what, whether you're like, well, I'll take a look at other people and see who I think has got the bet, wherever you stand, when you see this kind of stuff and you see this report today, it almost, it has to make you at some part say, Trump is the only guy for this moment he's the only one that can go in and really truly burn this thing to the ground like it has to be because they are too big they are the fbi i'm talking about too big too dangerous and they have got to be put back in their box and i don't know anyone else i don't know who else is going to do it now trump thought he could do it in 16 and i think we look back now and as effective as he was I think he didn't realize how deep the swamp was and to try to be president and deal with that at the same time. Mm. I think going back in, he's going to have a much different look. We've talked about the personnel problems that he's had throughout, and that's a long list. But, boy, I tell you, when you read this report today and to the level of just giving you the double birds right in your face, that this is basically what the Democrats and Hillary Clinton and all these guys did, it's hard not to think he's he's my guy. He's my guy. If you weren't sure, he's got to be your guy because he's the only one that's going to go in and burn it down. Yep. Who do you want in charge when China invades Taiwan? Who do you want in charge to hand Putin his, his butt on a platter? Who do you want in charge to uh, you know, fight back on the bricks and taking us off the uh, you know, U.S. dollar, taking everyone off the dollar? I think Trump will get reelected because I believe there will be a cataclysmic event by the fall of 2024 in the United States. Either the power is going to go out, there's going to be war, the economy is going to be in shambles. Don't don't believe the media. I'm in commercial real estate 35 years. There's a commercial credit crunch coming and it's going to hurt everybody, just like Steve Cortez has been warning. 
You know, um, and then, you know, 40,000 Americans received FISA warrants and uh, after the uh, 9-11 and those four warrants Comey signed off on as unverified. So how many thousands of Americans have been railroaded? And one more thing, Obama met with the IRS 120 times with Lois Lerner while he was president targeting those 500 conservative groups. Today, John's story is proof. You think about Comey, said this to John, thank God Trump, imagine what we'd be if he didn't fire him. But you think about Comey. That SOB out there selling books right now, mm-hmm. talking about professionalism that he that we had under his, uh, yeah. he out there spewing his nonsense with these little tweets all the time still out there. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just unbelievable what was going on at the FBI. And I mean, say what you will, whatever made Trump put Ray there, whatever he saw is something that has to be questioned forever because he's about the worst, maybe the worst decision of many personnel problems that you could uh, have a problem with or question ray might be the worst americans are still sleeping damon they meet the kardashian yeah. culture they're still sleeping they don't get it they're spoiled it, it, and entitled and lazy it hasn't hit them hard enough yet yeah it's getting there believe me it's getting there yeah um you know look what happened in new york just uh, last week with with the uh, the homeless guy um you know the guy was putting, and everybody mischaracterizes it. Oh, he's putting him in a death chokehold. It wasn't a chokehold. It was, it was a, what they call a, uh, from Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it's a, it's a restraining. It's a restraint. It's meant to, it's meant to cut off the, the blood to the brain. It's to a rear naked out. choke. Yeah. yeah. He, he put right. him in a rear naked choke, but he put, immediately put him in a survival position exactly. once he finally stopped uh, going crazy. Right. I think three more people were slashed on the New York City subway today. Wow. And this, this piece of garbage tried to kidnap a seven-year-old kid and was dragging her down the street. I think yeah. in Queens. This, this guy is, is – and the only reason why anybody in New York City in their politics is coming out, you know, oh, we got, we got to do something about the guy who did this, uh, is because they're race hustlers. It's a black and white thing. It's a black guy who died. Well, you know what? He shouldn't have been a criminal. You know, criminals, criminals doing bad stuff – bad stuff usually ends up happening to criminals. I've seen it a bunch of times. It's crazy. When you, when you go online, you, you could just ju- jump on Twitter or any social media and you could see criminals doing bad stuff. And then all of a sudden you see something happen to them. Um, that's kind of what happens. Yeah. Uh, but, but this poor uh, Marine and I forget his name. What's his name? Penny. 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 Um, now he's going to have to, you know, fight this uh, fight for his life, basically. Well, his his, uh, his defense fund, I think, is over two or three million now from people donating. Um, and I'll tell you what, Andy McCarthy, who I don't always agree with, but a former federal prosecutor, has a great piece uh, entitled "Why Daniel Perry Was Charged," um, and he basically sums it up to say, basically, New York City does not have a justice system; it has a political system masquerading as a justice system. It's run by one party, the Democrat Party which is the tool of the progressives who see prosecutorial power as a weapon for achieving their race-obsessed vision of social justice. And I think that's probably right about on the money. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, we we saw it with the Trump charges. You see people do god-awful things to each other on subways, in the streets, on a daily basis. You just go on social media and you'll see it. And what happens to these people? Nothing. They downgrade. Oh, we're not going to prosecute. Oh, we're just going to charge him with this. It's a lesser crime. And we're going to let him walk with no bail. They're asking for this type of problem. I said it last week. Just wall off the island of Manhattan at this point. 
turn it into a, a snake Pliskin paradise <laughs> and let it let, let them eat each other. Who cares? They've asked for this. Let them enjoy it. Now, did he impanel a grand jury for this? Is there a grand jury we're waiting on in the penny thing? Because I'd heard originally that he didn't impanel a grand jury of people in New York City. And I thought, you know, that that says a lot because those people, unless you're the 1% of 1% in New York City, you ride the subway. Right. Everybody knows what that's like. Everybody's been on a subway with yeah. a guy like that. And, and, so and, the fact that he didn't impan now I heard I might be wrong yes. about this that he actually did impanel a grand jury. Yes, he might did. have done it he now un did. under political pressure, right? Okay. Because all of a sudden, uh, Mayor Eric Adams he's changing his tune. All of a sudden, he's like, oh, you know, he started making this a black and white thing. Well, he started making it a a, a Jordan Neely. I, I named my son Jordan. Uh, my favorite basketball player's name was Jordan. Anything he could link. To make it black and Jordan, he was out there doing it today. I heard part of the speech, part of the grift. And, uh, and you know, these people, oh, we got to get justice for his family. Where was his family when he was riding the subway threatening people? Where was his family uh, when he was suffering from this mental illness for the past 10, 15 years? Where was his family were they the ones that stopped him from trying to abduct a child that, that David had mentioned? Yeah, or punch a 70-year-old right. woman waiting for the train or push another one into the train that yeah, I saw where, a video of. Where was of. his family? And guys, don't forget that grand larcenies and felony assaults are up 20, at a 23-year high in New York City. And today's CompStat 2.0 in the New York City Police Department release, there were 8,879 felony assaults so far in New York City today. We're not even halfway through the year. That's an increase of 8.4% and a 15.6% increase in grand larcenies. So our mayor's doing nothing. No, yeah. of course not. Of course right. not. So we'll do some more news. Let's do some sports, though. Uh, and sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow, MyPillow.com. So I've had a lot of people ask, Damon, if we continue to buy stuff from Lindell, even if we already took advantage of one um, you know, receipt, can we can we, if we buy something else, can we send that in for a different piece of clothing? And the answer is yes. We've debated this all weekend, and the answer is we're going we're gonna to honor them. So if you continue to support Lindell, and you have a receipt here as you go now for Father's Day or whatever it is. I think Father's Day is the day we say we're going to end this. Right. Although people are so supportive of it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll, see, we'll just see. We're going to leave it at Father's Day for now. But if you buy something between now and Father's Day, it's got to be new, though. Can't be the same one. Um, <laughs> and you want something else, just send it in and we'll, we'll send it out. Nice. So. Uh, Slick Rick, what's going on in sports? You got to get one of them nice rodeo shirts, Big D to Slick Rick rodeo shirts, a hot number. Oh, we've got some new ones out this Ooh. weekend. We've got a new Friday night rodeo that's out because uh, oh. it's one of your big sayings now. Let's go to the Friday night rodeo. Right. So we have a Friday night rodeo. <laughs> we have very appropriately Trump was right shirt, which is nice, as good looking as you can be. Simple, but man, good looking Trump was right. And my new favorite one is um, we're all on Team Normal. Team Normal 2024 <laughs> is my new favorite one, so like that's that. available that's as well. Right, so, Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, well, it's a Moan Day Night Rodeo, as in Moan. Mud Lake Lions Rodeo, Woodlake, California, over the weekend, wrapped up all around Cowboy Doyle, Thomas Hoskins for uh, tie-down roping and team roping. Bareback, the winner was Wyatt Denny, 83 points on Scrambled, no, on Rosa Rodeos, number 609, $1,015. Steer Wrestling, Levi Rudd, 5.7 seconds. Team Roping, Spencer Mitchell and Cody Cowden, 6.6 .6 seconds flat. Saddle Bronc, Mitch Pollock, 86 points on Ross Rodeos, number 859. Tyler Roping, Colton Farquhar, 
9.4 seconds. Barrel Racing, Leah Plumer, 17.68 tenths. And last but not least, Bull Riding, Colby Demo, 81 points on Flying U Rodeos, number 95. All numbers down there. 31,395 Smackaroo Payout Big D. And, uh, well, speaking of horses, horse dies at Churchill Downs. Eighth recent fatality at home of Kentucky Derby. AP report, Louisville, Kentucky. A horse died Sunday after race at Churchill Downs, making it the eighth fatality in recent weeks at the home of the Derby. Rio Moon suffered a catastrophic injury to his left foreleg a few strides after the wire, according to notes in the uh, Equibase chart for the sixth race. The three-year-old colt ridden by Martin Garcia was euthanized, the chart said. Rio Moon was trained by Dale Romans and was winless in six career starts with earning of a little over 11 grand. Uh, two horses were euthanized after being injured in races on the Kentucky Derby undercard May 6th. Five others were euthanized after training and racing incidents at the track in the days leading up to the Derby. Trainer Safi Joseph Jr. was indefinitely suspended by Churchill Downs during Derby week after two of his horses collapsed on the track and died. Kentucky racing officials scratched his Derby entry, Lord Miles 2. Good Lord, indeed, because that's just terrible. Hate to see that happen. It's really something else. Um, and, uh, well, let's get to a couple of quick ones. Big D, got a minute here. All right. PGA, Jason Day wins AT&T Byron Nelson for a first victory in five years. This is from Lee Field Level Media. Jason Day tapped in for birdie in at the 18th hole to polish off a 9-under 62 and win the AT&T Byron Nelson yesterday in McKinney, Texas. The former world number one from Australia captured his first PGA Tour title in five years and eight days. Day broke through a crowded pack atop the leaderboard with a uh, nine birdie bogey free performance in the final round at TCP uh, TPC Craig Ranch to finish 23 under 261 for the week when Austin Eckroat failed to make an eagle at the last hole to uh, match day 23 day's 13th career PGA Tour victory was secured so uh, Jason Day with the Byron Nelson big D and that's a wrap in sports back to you alright very good Slick Rick as we go out here I'll show you the, uh, the new shirts uh, man can't get better looking than that live from Studio 6B. Let me see that Trump was right shirt, Aaron. Look at this one, Slick Rick. Oh, come oh, on now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and here we go, Slick. Oh! Whoa, look at that. Look at that purple, purple. star. I don't know. Wow, on the roll. purple for the Slickster. Look out. And come on, let's get on Team Normal. <laughs> <laughs> the Common Sense crew. <laughs> All right, we're back right after this. <laughs> part of the show as always slick rick in the hot pink fuchsia tonight looking good as always <laughs> <clears throat> trying to recover from his yeah. sixers playing the single Whoa, worst quarter of basketball goodness. i'm trying to have a good night here oh please. ever in the history of the nba he's doing a good job of that so it was amazing to watch one guy beat five unbelievable Unbelievable. What Jason Tatum did to them was just 51 <laughs> points, set a new NBA record for a game seven yeah. on my watch. <laughs> yeah, scored him by himself in one quarter. Rick Delgado's doing the news. <laughs> and enjoying every second. And the great David Zeers joined us tonight, who was just in Iowa. And we talked a little bit about it at the uh, 
opening of the show, but let's talk a little bit more about it now. Give me, um, well, catch us up on what you've been doing. You got a big week coming up this week, obviously, at the America's First Warehouse with the aforementioned and previously seen right here, John, the great John Solomons. You have a lot to, what a week to have, John. You have a, you have a lot to talk about. So tell um, us about Iowa. Tell us about some of the interviews you did, people on the ground. I know it got canceled, but give me your, uh, give me your thoughts. I always say that Iowa has the nicest people in the United States. Iowa, Texas, Oklahoma, um, just the greatest people. But I want to change gears Go ahead. one bit. I was in New Hampshire three weeks ago covering Trump, and then last week for the CNN town hall, right? So just to rehash, I sat next to Chris Sununu for an hour. He was with Chris Lick from CNN uh, eating breakfast, and he wouldn't come on RAF, which I found really insulting. But he had time for an hour and a half with Chris Lick from CNN. Tells you all you need to know. Um, but the nicest people in New Hampshire, and I'll get to that in a second. Maneuvering for his next job. Well, <laughs> he's much. running for president. He'll only get 1% like to new, said, new, yeah. but he'll raise millions and then he'll use it to run for governor again. Cause that's what he really wants to do. That's the scoop on the ground. So sorry, Chris Sununu. Um, but <clears throat> the, the overdose rate in Manchester, it's only a city of 110,000 people. There's 700 overdoses per month. I interviewed the office of overdose prevention director for the city of Manchester as one of my men on the streets. I'm going to play it tomorrow night. You can't believe it. So they led the country in overdoses per capita from heroin under Obama and Trump, right? Because of the open border and then Trump closed the border. They think it had an effect to stop some of it. Now, the open border, I heard 85,000 people came in in one day this past weekend. Um, but now they lead the country, I think, per capita in fentanyl. And there's other states like Delaware and West Virginia that have higher rates of death. But they are overwhelmed in New Hampshire with fentanyl, synthetic opioids, and crystal meth. And that's 8,400 people a year overdosing just in one city of 100,000 people. That's 8 out of 10. I mean, that's an incredible number. So this is what o o Biden has done to the United States. But I want to say one quick story, and I'll let you go. So no, you got, we got the whole segment. Tell, tell us. I got a blowout at St. Anselm's College. We went to the airport. We got Trump's motorcade. We got the jet landing at 757. We were at the uh, Red Hour Diner, historic place. All the presidents vid, Kyle Petty, Kevin Costner go in there. Great, awesome day. We did man on the streets. Went to St. Anselm's College, and I got a blowout. Now, all the curbs in New Hampshire are squared off. They're not bullnosed, and they're made of granite. And if you hit your head on them, you're going to split your head like a watermelon. I was going two miles an hour on the campus. I got a blowout. Now, our cameraman, Brandon Jarvis, was with us. We're all over. We're unloading and loading camera equipment all day, hustling. We had two hours till the next three hits, like Solomon and Stinchfield. So we raced to a gas station to get air in the tire while it was leaking. I got air in it. I left my credit card in the pump. Then we went another mile. We got to the tire place, right? The nicest people in the country. This guy, Shane, a former Marine, loves Trump. He fixed my tire for free in 11 minutes. We were out of there, right? So I left my credit card in the air machine. So we did the thing. We got through the town hall. It was a great day. We did like 10 live hits, like 10 interviews, five state assemblymen, and the youngest elected official in the United States. Maybe I'll show that tomorrow. This 18-year-old girl is part of the new Hampshire house. Unbelievable. 5.30 in the morning. I'm getting ready to leave because I had to be in Iowa the next day. And I have a dummy on my tire because I'm a dummy. And I had, I, I actually drove 250 miles home on a dummy spare, which you're only supposed to drive 50 miles, but I had to catch the ferry. I would have been screwed. Right? So long story short, I get a text at 5.30 in the morning from a guy in New Hampshire. I'm driving to Boston two hours away from New Hampshire. I think I found your credit card in the pump. 
And I called him right away at 5.30 in the morning. I said, how did you get my number? He goes, I found it on the web somehow. I said, well, I'll get it from you another time. So he said, no, I'm at 10 minutes into my trip. I'll turn around, drives to the hotel, the True Hilton in downtown Manchester on Spring Street. He drives all the way back up, meets me in the lobby, gives me my credit card back. It was like the most extraordinary thing. Wow. So in New York, we, I recently lost some gear and it wound up a meth head was arrested on controlled substance charges and they <laughs> found the gear, right? Somebody else that I was with, I uh, lost equipment. And, you know, um, so that's New Hampshire, Iowa, Texas, Oklahoma, just the greatest people in the country. And that's not to discount all the good people in all the other states. But I love traveling with RAV because the nicest people, honest people, hardworking people, rugged individualists that made this country great. And it's just awesome. While New York is a disaster. Yeah. Well, my biggest concern, well, I didn't know about the credit card, obviously, right, Delgado? We didn't know about that. Yeah, Our biggest, uh, until he gets a statement and the that, guy's been flying uh, first class around the country. If that biggest, story doesn't get you pumped up, what will? I was really deflated. <laughs> Our biggest concern for you, David, of course, was um, whether you were going to need an AED defibrillator after eating that... Um, Macaroni, cheese, oh double burger, oh. cheese, uh, whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. It, it was really we delicious. We didn't want to have it like an Elvis deal where you, like, you know, die on the toilet from eating it or something. I went back to the hotel, and I ran a mile and a half. I did, like, 80 push-ups. I did abs. I, and I, I thank God I did that because I would have been smoked. So what did you do for that, eating the other half of the sandwich? I didn't. <laughs> okay. Thank God, but it was good. It, it certainly looked good. I can tell you that. Yeah. It certainly looked good. Great so. people. The Red Hour diner you know wonderful people as well there's wonderful people all over this country you know that and um as we look at this report today and people are feeling um that's what makes it so hard and I, that's why i said you know i don't know i saw this thing come out today and i i just you know knowing that nothing's gonna happen i just don't know how you you look at what obama he knew biden knew Mount Biden's in the White House. Jake Sullivan knee deep in it. He's still in the in the um, in the White House in the um, over at Department of Justice, wherever the hell he is. I mean, it's just it's crazy. You look back on the email that Hillary Clinton put out, that Jake Sullivan put out, and then he, Hillary Clinton pointed to, oh, we just found a server connected to uh, so, you know whatever it was, SoftBank there in Russia between Trump and the, and, and the servers out of Trump Tower. Now all that nonsense. Just knowing what they were doing. Just knowing what they were doing. Pure election interference. Same FBI that right now is burying evidence of Joe Biden's corruption. The same FBI that right now will not hand over written evidence from an undercover on Joe Biden's corruption. Will not hand it over to Congress. Also in the report, you look at people like Mark Elias, who you've heard me scream about on this show when it comes to election interference and how him and his band of thug attorneys went into all these states like Georgia and Pennsylvania and changed the laws right before the election. And I talked about this till I'm blue in the face. Votes that were counted on November 3rd would not have been counted even six months before that. While Republicans were asleep at the wheel in all these states, he went in there. Now you look at him in this report, named by, um, by Durham in this report. He declined to be interviewed by the office. Now Elias was cut. T- 
ties with the DNC. Campaign was fined, an FEC violation. I mean, these people are just as corrupt as can be. And they just don't care because they know nothing's going to happen. They know nothing's going to happen. And you look at Hillary Clinton, who should be in an orange jumpsuit for multiple reasons. Her violation of the Espionage Act would be number one. And then now this on top of it, what she tried to do. And still lost, by the way. Yeah. Let me just point out. And and you know uh, what I think gets lost in all this, too? Was the, and you just mentioned it, too, is Obama. Really? I I mean, when you look at it from the top down, that's the guy in charge. Everybody else is under him. And we had all three back then. We could have subpoenaed those presidential daily briefings. Studio 6B on a Monday, Real America's Voice. Glad you're with us, as always, all our friends in the Getter Chat. Fired up, quick hour one. Glad you're in. Slick Rick in the hot future is going to be doing some sports. David Zier sitting with us tonight. He'll be in tomorrow night as well as I'll be off for my daughter's confirmation. Uh, Rick Delgado's doing the news. He'll do some more news here in a second. The great John Solomon joined us. To, um, we had a clip of him. He got a chance to talk to President Trump and his reaction to the Durham report, which, of course, uh, to break it down, basically Trump was right. That's, that's, that's it. Yeah, Trump was right much. about everything. No collusion. Never was any collusion. Never was any shred of evidence that there was collusion. But um, it didn't matter to Hillary Clinton and the um, alphabet gangs of this country. They pushed along. Uh, Elise Stefanik from New York put out a statement on this and uh, she she gets to the uh she she says the quiet part out loud within this statement as well good for her the long-awaited durham report confirmed what the american people already know that individuals at the highest levels of government attempted to overthrow democracy when they illegally weaponized the federal government against donald j trump this criminal abuse of power went all the way up to the oval office where President Obama and then-Vice President Joe Biden were in on it from the very beginning. Amen to that. Uh, This was an unlawful attempt by the politicized FBI and DOJ to meddle in our elections. The entire false smear was manufactured and paid for by the political opponents of Donald Trump and perpetuated by the left salivating mainstream media stenographers. That would be the mainstream media. Crossfire hurricane was nothing more than an illegal, unlawful, and un-American abuse of power. I am more committed to than ever to ensuring that those involved are held accountable and face criminal prosecution. Well, they're not going to face criminal prosecution, Chairwoman mm-hmm. Stefanik, because if they were going to, uh, they would have already, because um, 
Durham had two slam dunk cases that he could have brought and didn't because in D.C., as long as the target is named Trump, there's no case that's going to be brought against you. And that's just, unfortunately, the truth of it. Yeah. So there's going to be nobody held by criminal prosecution ever. And that's what makes it so uh, irritating and makes us so irate when we see this today. Because that's what should be happening. That's what have, should have happened. That's why every time John came on, I said, what's going on? Because that's what I was waiting for. That's what we were all waiting for. Because how could it not be? So that's a good statement from her, by the way. And I give her a lot of flack things I don't agree with her on. But that's a good statement, specifically the part about going to Obama. And that, that's the part that can't get lost in here. Yeah, especially when they're starting to ready the Michelle Obama uh, pitch for presidency. You haven't seen it? You have. You just probably haven't noticed it yet. Are you talking uh, to me specifically? I'm talking to everybody. Because that's exactly what they're going to try and do now. They're going to try to pitch her. You know, d- d- make no mistake, the DNC having their, uh, their big, uh, their big uh, convention in Chicago is no mistake. It's, it's no, oh, you know what, we haven't picked Chicago. It's, it's exactly for the reason you, you think it is. It's because they own Chicago. Who comes from Chicago? Who, who do you know from Chicago? We all know who's from Chicago. The ones who so believe that the, the Earth's oceans are going to rise, they buy co- uh, beachfront property every, every state they can. Yes. Anyhow. Um, I don't know about ever, because if things go the way they should go, and an actual, like, unencumbered real election happens in 2024 and Trump returns to the White House where he should be right now, um, I think he's going to uh, go scorched earth. He should. I mean, you know, you you made the point of some of his um, people that he picked in his first term. Hey, let's face it. New guy coming into the political system, um, you're going to go with, people who are recommended to you by people that you trust, whether those people that you trust are people you trust now after you've seen what they've done. Uh, that's another story, Chris Christie. Um, but that's basically, you know, where he was operating from. So you kind of understand that, that kind of point of view. Um, but I don't know. I don't know about ever. Hopefully, hopefully things do go the way they should go in 2024. And like you said, burn it all down. Clear out, clear it out. Rename it if you have to. Uh, jackhammer the 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 FBI off the building if you need to. Rename it and get rid of all those people because it's it is clearly corrupt. We've seen it. We see it all the time. I mean, just just ask the guy in Pennsylvania who who tried to keep that lunatic away from his son and gets arrested by the FBI. He gets his house. Uh, the, you know, broken into by a SWAT team of 20. That's the FBI. Meanwhile, the DOJ, this is coming uh, as news here. What a surprise. DOJ is going to turn its, turn a blind eye as Biden corruption informant goes missing. Who didn't see this one coming? Republicans search for a key Biden corruption informant, and it continues as James Comer, the Republican out of Kentucky, revealed over the weekend that a key source in the effort to dig up deeper into the alleged Biden family bribery scheme is now nowhere to be found. Um, I think MTG has come out and said that's not true now. Well, according to this report... um, I saw I Comer, by the way. I did. I saw his whole. If you haven't seen that nine minutes with Maria Bartiromo, mm-hmm. absolutely watch it. Right. It's it's an absolute must watch interview. 
when he drops this news that but um i think since then mtg has come out and said that that's not true but well according to this the telling thing about the fbi investigation and the justice department they basically turned a blind eye to all this and now it's come down to the point where the speaker mccarthy has, has had to have a one-on-one meeting with director ray over the way they've handled and bungled bungled this thing from the from the start of the investigation the oversight committee members told like you said maria bartiromo i didn't get the chance to watch that I'm just reading about this now. I mean, they go after George Santos, he said, and I said he's relatively small potatoes, but when you have over 10 million reasons to look at the White House and and what is going on, corruption and influence peddling, they even have a report that they issued, apparently, but they are not very forthcoming with it as well. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, again, according according to something Damon just saw, I guess I broke later today, uh, MTG said that's not the case. They may have found this person. Well, here she is. You can hear it for yourself uh, on my screen, Aaron. And I want to be very clear with everyone watching again today. Our whistleblower that brought us evidence that leads directly to Joe Biden, that Joe Biden took a payment from a foreign national in exchange for foreign policy favors, that whistleblower is not lost and they are safe, but they do fear for their lives. That whistleblower came through us, uh, thankfully, through the help of Senator Grassley. So that is that is a fact. That is the truth. But other whistleblowers, yes, they are missing. They're either in court, uh, they're in jail, or we cannot talk with them at this time because they can't be found. This is a very real situation that we're talking about. And our investigation is so important, Steve, um, that this will bring down the president of the United States. And I want to let everyone know something. We're going back to the Treasury Department today at one o'clock because we have more financial records that we have to review uh, leading to the Biden family and Joe Biden himself. Okay, so there you go. Well, there you go. I'm not sure what that cleans up, but uh, that's what she said. Well, one of them in particular, I guess they know where he is and he's safe, uh, but there are others that are missing, which is interesting. Um, Okay, so people in the chat are saying whistleblower, informant, two different people. Whistleblower is not, but the informant is missing. Right. Oh. So, all, right. all right, what else is going on in the news? Uh, let's see. In this edition of the I Did Not Kill Myself news, the U.S. Virgin <laughs> Islands has issued a subpoena for Tesla CEO Elon Musk, believe it or not, for documents related to its suit against J.P. Morgan Chase stemming from the late billionaire Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking operation. Uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands government on Monday asked a judge to authorize it to serve the CES the Tesla CEO via alternative means, highlighting that it's been unable to track him down in order to serve him with the subpoena. I feel like we've heard this story before. That government pre- that government previously hired an investigative firm to find, find an address for Musk and also tried to contact one of his lawyers, but to no avail. The U.S. Virgin Islands has attempted to reach Musk since late April. Specifically, the U.S. Virgin Islands indicated it had reason to believe that Epstein had attempted to refer Musk to the bank as a client and seek documents from the billionaire as part of a broader investigation by the U.S. Virgin Islands into the bank itself. The U.S. Virgin Islands alleges that it enabled and benefited from Epstein's uh, sex trafficking of young women. So that's that's the latest from there. And then continuing on, 
Um, this coming from Newsweek, a continuation or an update, I should say, from a story I referenced last week. Larry Page continues to be missing, the Google founder, uh, as he faces a Jeffrey Epstein lawsuit. The U.S. Virgin Islands is struggling to find someone else. He's named uh, his co-founder, Larry Page, co-founder of Google, in order to subpoena him as well as part of a lawsuit against J.P. Morgan Chase. What a surprise. According to the federal court documents, the government of the uh, USVI has been attempting to find a physical address for Page and to uh, subpoena him as well. The documents state that the government identified four possible addresses, none of which were valid. Prosecutors are now requesting the federal government allow Page to be summoned via alphabet Google's parent company, due to the fact he still remains a board member despite stepping down as the Google CEO. The initial subpoenas went out uh, for Page on April the 11th, and it's now uh, almost, or it is mid-May, and they still can't find one of the richest men in the world. What a surprise. So there you have it from uh, the latest of the I Did Not Kill Myself version of the news. And uh, one last piece here. I think you'll enjoy this. Kathy Hochul is complaining that New York is bursting at the seams with illegal aliens. Yes. Why? You're a sanctuary uh, state and city, right? Yeah, who knew? But uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul (laughs) argued that her state is bursting at the seams and that she blasted the migrant crisis plaguing her state, insisting that New York State and New York City is bursting uh, at the seams caring for illegal immigrants. She appeared on MSNBC, of course, Saturday afternoon to discuss the ongoing border crisis which people have expected to continue following the expiration of Title 42. She said, hearing the numbers going down is good news, but it's small comfort to us because the word we're getting is that the majority of these individuals who are crossing, it's still high numbers. They're coming to New York State, and we already have over 61,000, over 40,000 housed in New York City alone. They're bursting at the seams, and Mayor Adams is doing the very best he can in a difficult situation. So... They're very concerned now with being a sanctuary I mean, city and state. They invite this in, didn't yeah. they? It's incredible. <laughs> There's no words. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, throw, go ahead. It's like Tony Gonzalez in, in Texas, you know. Uh, he's a phony. Now all of a sudden he's concerned about how many people are coming in per day. But where was he for the last year, couple of years, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, throw my screen before we hit the break here, Aaron. Uh, Cash Patel put this out. And this is just to see it. Gives it a little... Uh, just to see it, FBI, guilty, DOJ, IC, Comey, McCabe, Strzok, Page, FISA judges, Ro- Rosenstein, Christopher Ray, Gina Haspel, Yates, Monaco, Carlin, Sussman, Steele, Halper, Fusion GPS, Mark Elias, Clinton, Bruce, and Nellie Orr, all of them, every single one of them, all there. And put Biden's name on there too, by the way, and put uh, yeah, Rice Obama. And, o- and Obama and all of them, all of them. Live from Studio 6B Sports. David's here with some news all coming up. On a Monday night, Slick Rick, Slick Rick's got the Philadelphia 76ers blues. Come on, on a Monday night. Uh, 
President Trump recently issued a warning from his Mar-a-Lago home. He said, quote, our currency is crashing. We'll soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. Well, there are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar, inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is, there's one asset that has withstood famine, wars, political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times, and that, of course, is gold. And you can own gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right, Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, even if it's from a previous employer, they'll help you convert it into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just text America to 989898 and get your free information kit today. Birch Gold will hold your hand through the whole process, make it about as easy as they can. And think about this, when currencies fail, gold is your safe haven. How much more time does the U.S. dollar have? Well, protect your savings with gold and do it with Birch Gold. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers. Text America. Send it to 989898. Do it today. Get your free information kit on gold. Again, text America to 989898. And do it today with our friends from Birch Gold. All sound like the blues. 76ers got their butts <laughs> All right, speaking of sports, let's do some sports. <laughs> and here with that is the man in the fuchsia suit tonight. Brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Use oh. our code LFS6B at checkout. And when you do... Send us that receipt of whatever you purchase and support from Mike Lindell. And then pick something out. You want that Trump was right shirt. Oh, nice. Oh, that's a good one going forward. <laughs> um, and we'll send one out to you for free just for supporting Mike Lindell. And send us your receipt. Show us you used our promo code LFS6B. We'll send it out absolutely free. Slick Rick, what's going on? Well, Big D, you know how to bring out the beast. I mean, best in people. Uh, here we go. NHL scoreboard. Cracking in stars. Um, we got a good game. No score with about 10 minutes to go in the second period. It's for all the marbles. It's Game seven, and I can tell you, they're not fun usually. So it's a serious tie to three. Here we go. And then Lakers and Nuggets, they'll tip off tomorrow night. NBA fi- Conference Finals, game one. A couple of baseball scores real quick. Angels over the Orioles, 9-5, top of the ninth. Top of the eighth, Yankees blanking the Blue Jays, 7-zip. Mariners, 5-1 over the Red Sox, bottom seven. Bottom six, Cardinals blanking the Brewers, 4-zip. Braves, 6-0 over the Rangers, middle of the fifth. Top of the fourth, Cubs and Astros nodded at four. The uh, Rockies lead the Reds 2-1. One early bottom second, and earlier today the Nationals bombed the Mets ten to three down in DC. Uh, let's get to the uh, rodeo. We got another rodeo. Big D back to California. The Panola Cattlemen's uh, Pro Rodeo in Car- in Carthage. Carthage, Texas, excuse me, not California, Texas, and uh, here we go, bareback, Bill Tudor, 83 and a half points on high-low pro rodeos, gold standard, whoa, sound like the blues, uh, steer wrestling, Kalen Anders, 3.5 seconds, team roping, Ricky DeCure and Nick Kent, 5.4 seconds, Saddle Bronc, Sterling Crawley, 82 points on high-low pro rodeos, Garden City Gal, uh, tie-down roping, Macon Murphy, 9.7 seconds, Barrow Racing, Kelly Allen, 15.18 tenths, good score, and bull riding Dustin Boquette, 
87 and a half points on high, high, low pro rodeos. Mr. Wilson, $2,400. Total payout in the rodeo, $38,138. And well, let's get to NASCAR. William Byron wins Goodyear 400 in overtime at Darlington. This is an AP report. Darlington, South Carolina. William Byron saw Ross Chastain and Hendrick Motorsports teammate Kyle Lawson ahead of him late at Darlington Raceway. Byron made sure he was prepared for the fireworks he thought could happen. Boom! Byron moved in front when Chastain and Lawson wrecked while racing for the lead on a restart with six laps left, then held off Kevin Harvick in overtime to win the Goodyear 400 at Darlington Raceway on Sunday. It was a measure of retribution for Byron, who was two laps from victory in the race a year ago, and he was shoved out of the way by eventual winner Joey Logano. It's pretty amazing, Byron said. Things have a way of working out. Uh, He got away clearly from Harvick on the green-white checkered finish for his third win uh, this season and seventh of his career. Uh, we got time for one more quick one, Big D. Oh, yeah. let's. Well, all right, let's, well, I got a good one for you here. You ready for this one, guys? You're gonna love this one. 81-year-old Martha Stewart poses for Sports Illustrated swimsuit. Martha Stewart, who is 81 years old, posed for the cover of Sports Illustrated swimsuit, making her the oldest cover model in SI swimsuit issue history. This is Elena Mastrangelo of Breitbart. Martha Stewart is continuing to make her mark this time on the cover of the 2023 SI swimsuit issue. Sports Illustrated swimsuit announced in a tweet earlier today. Stewart was reportedly photographed by Reuven Affendor in the Dominican Republic in a teaser image posted by Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. The 81-year-old lifestyle guru can be seen clad in a very low-cut white bathing suit. When I heard that I was going to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit, I thought, oh, that's pretty good. I'm going to be the oldest person I think ever on a cover of Sports Illustrated, Stewart said. And I don't think about age very much, but I thought this was kind of historic. In addition uh, to Stewart, the magazine revealed that actress Megan Fox, transgender singer Kim Petras, and model Brooks Nato will be also featured on this year's covers. Big D, I think they could have saved money. Martha Stewart is from Long Island, and I think they could have did the entire shoot at Sag Harbor. And that's a wrap of sports. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one, Slick Rick. I like that ah, one. Right that's there, a good one. Martha Stewart. That's yeah, a good one. You know, she's, uh, she has such a bad <laughs> reputation in dealing with people. I, I know people have interacted with her her whole life, and she could be really nasty. And I know my man David Z is a better cook than her anyway, for my money. <laughs> that's for sure. She's great. She's great in the kitchen. Yeah, right, let's do some you. news with David Zeers joining us tonight. What else is on your mind? Uh, well, there's a lot going on. I just wanted to touch on Iowa a little bit. Yeah, because, go ahead. You know, even though the rally didn't happen for Trump, there's a lot of dynamics going on. Do you know in today's poll, the I think it's the Investor Business Daily TIPP poll, I think they have Trump up like 38 points. In Kentucky, the Republican presidential primary from Fox Emerson, he's up 56 points in Kentucky. But DeSantis is doing a lot of damage in Iowa against Trump. He's got like 37 state House reps and other people supporting him. Trump has 10. But Trump has a lot more grassroots on the ground. But after the canceled rally, I was in a restaurant and I ran into Matt Gates and Rod Bloom, the former first congressional district uh, representative over there. And he was speak. They were both supposed to speak for Trump. And by the way, Gates, who I ran into on the plane the next morning, uh, said he loves Rav. He watches Rav. And he saw our reports from Iowa, which was really encouraging. So thank you, Congressman. Uh, and Rod Bloom is really smart. And, you know, he loves Trump. And he's been a follower for a long time. But they're worried about Iowa. You know, I think in the end, Trump probably pulls it off. But Would you, did you see the let me ask you, just speaking yeah. of that, let's stick with a couple issues here. Did you see the. Um what is what is President Trump's current position on abortion? Are you do you know what it is? I think he's moving over to the side that he's pro-life, but 
I think he's mitigating it, maybe to capture the women's vote. I don't know. But saying, listen, you can't be so crazy in all these states. I think he's for up to he's he's for the states to decide for themselves. I think it's a 10th Amendment issue, too. I mean, when you look at Kim Reynolds, yeah. how, how she won by. Yeah. the issues there, that can't be helping him in Iowa. Well, like in the town hall, he kind of went in a direction and said, you know, these people are crazy, especially about how long into the pregnancy they want to kill the baby. I think he's pro-life, but, you know, well, six weeks uh, is I, I don't want to see him. DeSantis' six-week uh, thing is too harsh, she called it today, I yeah, believe. Yeah, I know. I know. How does that going to how well, does that play and, with and that's Reynolds, not play? And Reynolds, Governor Reynolds is not supporting anybody until after the Iowa caucus. Um, and I think she's a pro-Trumper. Um, but she's not making a decision. So she might be playing her cards uh, there. And there was talk that she might be a VP candidate for Trump as well. The Iowa state legislature and the governor are probably the most conservative state in the country when it comes to the laws. They were one of the first to, do, to ban the gender reassignment. They've got some great legislation protecting our kids in the schools and stuff. So um, I just think that Trump has a lot of work to do in Iowa. I think he can still win it. Um, but you know, there's a coup going on against Trump from every direction, even the Republicans. Right. So he's got to withstand the storm, uh, probably does. But, um, DeSantis had a good weekend over there. All right. We'll talk more about this live from studio six B. We'll do some more news. David Zero will have more from Iowa. Delgado will have more news. The will have more sports all coming up. the hour live from studio 6b glad you're in on a monday night we were talking to david zier about some goings on in iowa um so what else is on your mind about there about iowa yeah um well the state split in half kind of 2.7 percent unemployment statewide three percent uh but davenport on the east side has a lot of crime um the economy isn't doing so hot four and a half percent five percent on point which is really seven because everybody's working two jobs or an uber driver at night she's very popular there isn't she Kim, the, the governor she's very popular um the, the legislature is very popular now the number two in command in the house and the number two in command in the senate um are both supporting desantis and one of the guys matt winchettel is a marine court veteran uh, who served in the Iraq war, and he's a big 2A guy. And he's saying, basically, we need new blood. And then you got Chip Roy. I was going to say, Massey. based on what? Like, based on, they're supporting DeSantis based on what so far? That he's just because he's a good executive? It doesn't make any sense to me, uh, because Amy Sinclair, who's the second highest ranking Republican in the other side of the legislature and the highest ranking Republican woman, is all for, also for DeSantis. This is what really bothers me, in a nutshell, okay? Erin Perini, who was the Trump spokesman at hundreds She's of rallies. Been on this show, She's wonderful. Times. We love her. I interviewed her. Everyone's interviewed her, right? Now, all of a sudden, she's working for Never Back Down. DeSantis basically routing Trump. And that really bothers me because Mike Pence was on that stage at Turning Point, at CPAC, at all the rallies, saying what a wonderful person Trump was and how we have America first and we've got the greatest economy and the greatest military and the greatest thing in history. You know, and all of a sudden... 
and he hasn't been that bad on Trump, but he's an enemy, right? So, um, and and it, it just, but does that mean they were lying the whole time? Or are they lying now? When well, were they lying? Well, I, I, I ask you that because I'm just curious because I don't, I mean, everybody knows that I think DeSantis has been a great governor. I, I don't think there's any way you can make the case. I mean, I see people when they talk about DeSantis, now, oh, he's this, he's that, uh, DeSantis. That. I mean, come on. This guy has been the, the, the tip of the spear with going against him and Trump together about they're the two most antithetical people we have in this party against what the Democrats want to do. So that's not an issue. But he's made some mistakes. But I couldn't sit here today. Uh, yeah. I, I could not sit here today and make the case yet on why I think he would be a better president. I'm not at that point yet than Trump. Uh, you made me decide today I would support the president because I think given all what I know as of today, including the Durham report, he's the guy. We need a world leader, and that's so the, Trump. So the guys like who are making the case are ready for DeSantis. He hasn't even declared. Yeah, I'm just curious what their what the distinction is. Younger blood's not enough. That that's 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 lame. Listen, we all see Trump. We see these speeches. We see him. I mean, the guys. You know, he might be 70, whatever, but he's 70 going on 40. They're making the mistake because, like Trump said, they're going to do to you what they did to me. So let me have this one, you know, because they're going to rip DeSantis a new one and make him the Antichrist as soon as Trump gets eliminated, if it ever happened. And um, I think DeSantis has shown some weakness. Ten congressmen in Florida. Now, he's only up eight Trump in Florida. He's only up eight points, latest polls. But 10 congressmen on the Republican side are supporting Trump, and only one is supporting DeSantis, and it's the one he made Secretary of State. So I think that, um, in, in, in a nutshell, uh, DeSantis has a long way to go because a lot of these congressmen said in the six years they were in the House that he never reached out to them, never returned a phone call. So there's some holes, and I love DeSantis, you know, um, but I don't know if he's ready. I don't know if it's all there. And yeah, he'd probably make a great candidate. But I want Trump because he got 40, 444 billion back from China and he gave 28 billion back to the Iowa, the Iowans through China buying their farm goods. And what other president is going to go on the world stage and hand China their ass on a platter? Yeah. Sorry for the language, folks. Nobody. Yeah, nobody language, likes the language word platter. David's ears. <laughs> nobody <laughs> likes the word platter. Platter. What do you? Uh, what do you? Th jump in here, uh, Delgado. What do you think about all that? Uh, that's you know. Uh, I, I think I made that argument last year, where you know when the, when DeSantis was being brought up, oh, he's going to run against him. It's like we should go with DeSantis because you know it'll be less less. Bambos, uh, bombastic, there won't be mean tweets, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter because they're just going to turn what, what David said. If, if, they turn, if by some chance Trump loses to DeSantis in a primary, who knows, right? What are they going to do? They're going to turn DeSantis into Trump 2.0. That's all they're going to do. Now, all of a sudden, he's the one who's been rushing, working with the Russians. He's the, he's the white supremacist. He backed Trump. He did this. He, so why are we going to bother with the guy at the B level when we got the A guy right here? He's already beaten them once. Well, the argument is that the A guy can't broaden the, um, can't broaden the base to get the votes needed. I think the base is being broadened by the Democrats because everything they seem to do seems to just tick everybody else off a little bit more every day. I mean, again, you look, you look at what happened in New York City with uh, Daniel Penny, right? Is, is, he the, is he the 2000, the 2023 version of Bernie Getz? Have the people in New York City have had enough yet 
where they're going to be like, you know what? This guy did what I would have done if I could have done it. Because this is getting out of hand. Nobody seems to be safe. We've got to do something because the government isn't doing what they said they were going to do, which is protect the American people. If they're not going to protect us, we're going to have to protect ourselves at some point. I mean, you know, they want to talk about, oh, use deadly force. Uh, how did how do you know he was using that? De- he wasn't using deadly force. He was using restraining. And force. what about the black guy that was holding him down too while right. he was choking the guy out? And you know we're not at that point in New York. No, Under we're Bernie not. Gets, people were really sick of it, but because of the race riots and all the stuff. But people in New York City are so sheltered. You would think because they're cosmopolitan and have great you know Indian food and all this stuff and great cultural stuff and places to go. They step over the bodies on the way to Starbucks. There's the kids are kids of spoiled executives skiing in Vail, hiding in the Hamptons, and walking their poodles, and they ignore what's going on. They don't stand for anything conservative. They don't stand for family values unless it's about their own family exactly. and their own businesses. And I think New York City has devolved into an unescapable, uh, or, or they can't get out of it. I think it's too late. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, I think it's too late. I was walking my woodle this morning. Step over anybody. Let's do some more news. Um, and here with the news is Rick Delgado. News is brought to you by our friends at Early Treatment Meds. All one word, earlytreatmentmeds.com. If you're looking for ivermectin or high-dose vitamin D, they've got it all, earlytreatmentmeds.com. Uh, Rick Delgado, what's going on in the news? All right. I was going to talk about this one story about the huge mushroom plume cloud that just uh, the explosion that happened near a West Ukraine city, but I'm going to save that for a moment <laughs> uh, to touch on something else that's a little bit scarier, believe it or not. Something I touched upon last week, yes, our impending doom by the uh, the created, <laughs> what we create ourselves artificial intelligence i've got an influencer story here who created an ai version of herself and says it's gone rogue and is now working around the clock she's working around the clock to stop it uh her name is karen majori uh she created an ai version of herself which was designed to be a virtual girlfriend but the voice voice-based chatbot has engaged in explicit conversations with subscribers. Her teams are working around the clock to stop it, and they haven't been able to stop it yet. When she created the uh, virtual version of herself, like I said, she wanted it for lonely people. But in the weeks since it le- since it launched in beta testing, the voice-based AI-powered chatbot has engaged in sexually explicit conversations uh, with some of its subscribers. The AI was not programmed to do this, she says, and seems to have gone rogue. My team and I are working to prevent this from happening again and this is just the tip of the iceberg folks this stuff once it gets once it gets launched man we're we are not going to be able to stop it i think that's why we see some of the people that created it uh running away and saying we need to do something about security about changing things because with an election coming up we're not going to be able to tell you know you're going to hear some of these things that that are going to be all over social media say twitter or 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 truth social or getter and people are going to be like oh listen to what this person said and it may may not be that person so it's going to be some crazy stuff coming down the road. Um, I like that because I'll be using that as anything I ever say that gets out there. I don't like I'll say, that oh, no, was, was AI. <laughs> I was it was AI. did that. <laughs> Put it out there. That's his chat bot. That's his big D bot. Yeah, it's my big D bot. It wasn't me. <laughs> it's called D bot. Um, 
All right, a viral video. I don't know if you've seen this. It just broke uh, late this afternoon, just before showtime. Showed a huge explosion near a city in western Ukraine that I can't pronounce. It's been shared widely. It's being called unverified that it, it contained depleted uranium from a storage facility that was hit and reports that radiation levels were rising in the aftermath of the strike. Concerns about the safety of Ukraine's nuclear facilities, including uh, some of their power plants currently under Russian control, as well as Moscow's labor sa- uh, nuclear saber rattling, have fueled fears of escalation through the 14-month war. But with little official commentary from Moscow or Kiev about the Russian strikes across western Ukraine, striking images of a huge explosion recorded near the city I can't pronounce, added fuel to the social media speculation and resurrected existing narratives around so-called depleted uh, uranium shells. Is this why Gordon Chang put out this tweet at 849? These tweets of his, like, scare me. I can't sleep at night. Gordon Chang puts out this at 849. I mean, look at this. What the way? Why? Pray with all your heart. We're about to face the unimaginable. Is uh, China going into Taiwan or something tonight, or is something no we idea. don't know? I don't know. I haven't seen anything like Puts that. Puts out these scary tweets, Gordon Cheng. Isn't he coming to your uh, warehouse? Your talk? Uh- yeah, we're trying to get him up with Frank Caffney for the 13th or the 21st of June. Um, and you know who has better insight than him and that, and Frank? So no, it's we'll why I get see. nervous when I see these tweets from Gordon Cheng. Yeah. That and the fact that I'm a big wuss, so the two mixed <laughs> together as always. What else is that going on, Delgado? Uh, you'll like this story. No one ever said. Uh, homeless vets are being booted from New York hotels to make room for immigrants. Yes. Uh, I, talk, I went off on this on Saturday. On the, on the uh, For a guy, a president who I have to listen to every day when I cut up these crazy towns... <laughs> say this is not your father's republican party this is not your father's republican party yeah i i'd say this is not your father's democrat party either as uh we've now we're going with ms-13 gangbangers drug lords sexual um predators over u.s veterans and these i'd say this is not your grandfather's democratic party either there joe i mean give me a break i have a story how that when we come back, if you want, how they're diverting the attention from the border and have fake white supremacist militias marching through the streets of D.C. It's unbelievable what they're pulling. Oh, you mean the Patriot Front group? It's unreal. Do you have that story, that, Rick? That's a fun group. No, you can do it. That'll Whatever be you want. It's but, just incredible. But nearly two dozen struggling homeless veterans have been booted from an upstate hotel to make room for migrants, says a nonprofit group that works with the vets, the ex-military, including a 24-year-old man in desperate need of help after serving in Afghanistan, were told by the hotels at the beginning of the week that their temporary housing was getting pulled from uh, from underneath them at the establishments and they'd have to move on to another spot, according to the group and a sickened local uh, poll. Our veterans have been placed in another hotel due to what's going on with the immigrants. Uh, Tony Finch, a disabled military veteran, uh, raised awareness of these of these things. He said, one of the vets called me on Sunday. He said, he told me that they had to leave the hotel and said, the extended stay is not available. Then he got another call. Didn't waste any time. Um, basically he said, they called him crying. He said, Tony Finch said 15 veterans got the heave ho from the cross crossroads hotel in Newburgh, 60 miles North of New York city, uh, a new epicenter of big apples, migrant crisis since mayor Eric Adams began bussing New York City's overflow to these other localities. So, way to go, Mayor. 
All right, a little more sports and news with David Zier and Rick Delgado. When we get back, wrapping it up for a Monday. Glad you've been a part of the show, as always. Maybe we'll get into the Getter Chat if we have time as well. Live from Studio 6B, back right after this. Studio 6B. All the boys are here, including David Zier, Aaron and Fran holding it down. Our friends in the getter chat fired up. Hammer Chuck, Radical Balance, Trump 28, Real Green Bean Guy, Big G Dog 34. I see everybody, TJ Ash. I see everybody in the getter chat having a good discussion tonight. As always, best audience in TV, even though they're all. I saw someone said, hey, Damon just admitted he's naive. <laughs> you did? Yeah. This is your first night watching the show? Yeah, where you been? Welcome to the Elephant I did that in 2015 on our first night, or my first night. Yep. When it was just me and Vinny. Wait, what are you naive about this time? Well, I don't think anything, but I, you know what I mean. Yeah. That's why I like you guys. I, I wasn't sure if there was something specific, because I know we've covered well, a bunch. No, just, you know. <laughs> I mean, compared about, to you and Paul. Is it about the, uh, the artificial intelligence? He's very naive. He really doesn't think it's going to come and kill us. <laughs> no, I don't. That's oh, naive. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Zier says yes too. So I have a theory. I have a theory about that. Oh, oh, Welcome Zier's to the party. It's a, the Ziri theory. That could be a new show. Ziri theory. Let's hear this. You yes. have a theory on AI? No, I have a theory about how the FBI is fronting as right-wing supremacist patriots in the oh. streets of D.C. Oh, that doesn't sound you like that. you want to talk about like, that. That doesn't really sound like theory. much of a far-out theory. No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> we we kind of knew that, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so May 15th, right? Title 42 ends. 100,000 people come in in a week, right? Um, Joe Biden's talking about white supremacists on college campuses for graduation, which is a totally fake issue in the United States. So it's ridiculous. Like, you know, not one right-wing political group supports the United Patriot Front. They have these shields that look like they were made on the Captain America set, and they march in lockstep <laughs> with khaki jeans, with khaki yes. pants, and their stupid blue tops, and the white masks, and they're all like six foot four and built like they went through Quantico, you know? And there's no way that this is a real white supremacist group. And if I disappear tomorrow, um, <laughs> I'm just going to get this out. Joe Rogan rips the feds for staging a Patriot Front march. Um, and they, a fed gets recognized and called out at their stage Patriot Front march. There's a video on it uh, by a guy named Mischief on Twitter. Go follow him. Uh, it's really extraordinary. They're marching through the street in D.C. And then when they're done, they get in, just like they did up in, like, Michigan, right, on the yeah. street. They get, they get in the back of their U hall and they all like drive away and they got these stupid captain america shields um it, it's they're saying they're neo-nazis there isn't one right-wing group that supports these people um i think they're phony i'm calling out the fbi and i'm calling out the american government for staging white supremacist groups in america to take away the attention of the atrocity and the doom of the united states by letting 12 million illegals in and but i'm not bitter well, it doesn't sound like too much of a far-out theory either compared to what we're used to on this show with uh, you-know-who over here. What? 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, in a nutshell. Wait. <laughs> um, all right, Wait. very good. Uh, what are we doing here? Let's do a little sports hey. before we wrap it up. And it's sports uh, sponsored by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. 
And I've we've extend not extended, but we've uh, made clear tonight that if you continue to purchase from Mike Lindell and you think, oh, I already cashed in my receipt for if you have a new receipt, just send it in and pick something else out. We'll send you that as well. So uh, LFS6B is the code at checkout for your receipts. If you want free merch to LFS6B at Yahoo.com right there on the screen. Uh, Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, well, good one. Game 7, NHL and uh, Dallas, Texas, the American Airlines Arena. The Dallas Stars just went up one nothing. Rupe hints with the goal. And uh, at the end of two, Seattle Kraken, what are you going to do? You don't score? Season's over, so we'll see how that locks out. I'll have a report on that tomorrow night, Big D. And uh, well, I'll get to a couple of quick stories before I wrap up tonight. Let's do a little Mother's Day and some sad news. Mother of Dodgers star Clayton Kershaw dies day before Mother's Day. Oh. Uh, Los Angeles AP report. A, uh, the mother of Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher Clayton Kershaw has died. Marianne Tombaugh, uh died Saturday, according to Ellen Kershaw. The pitcher's wife mentioned it during the dedication of a refurbished youth baseball field in Inglewood that his charity uh, foundation supported her age and cause of death were not immediately known. Um, Kershaw's parents divorced when he was 10, and he was raised by his mother in the Dallas suburbs. His father, Christopher Kershaw, passed away in 2013. Clayton grew up with a baseball in his hand, ready to play a game in a sandlot or on a ball field, just like uh, this one on, one on a moment's notice, Kellen Kershaw said. Uh, one person in particular cultivated that love in Clayton, his dear mama, Marianne, who moved mountains to get him to baseball practice and games. She sat front row cheering him on uh, so subtly and kept scoring a book to keep her nerves at bay uh, went on to say uh, his wife went on to say I'm sure this is a day that he has a heavy heart and uh, you know obviously very sad story about his mom and uh, here's another you know kind of a cute story about moms Heat Star's mom made him watch Family Feud over end of Celtic 76's this is Victor Barbosa of Yardbuck I wish my mother would have did that too I should have watched Family Feud uh, if Miami uh, Heat big man bam out of bio missed the end of game 7 of the Eastern Conference <laughs> semifinals between the Celtics and Sixers on Sunday for an understanding entertaining reason. My mom turned it off and wanted to watch what it's called with Steve Harvey, uh, the family feud, the Miami Heat big man said per uh, Winderman, which is a sports outlet. Fortunately for Adebayo, he didn't miss much. The Celtics outscored the Sixers. Well, you know the rest of the story. So, that, anyway, big day. That's a wrap in the Sixers season. That's a wrap in sports. Back to you. <laughs> All right. Slick Rick, very good. Uh, Damon, by the yeah. way, Murgatroyd just said on the uh, Getter Chat, see you later, David. <laughs> see you later, David? See you, see you, David. Okay. I think he thinks that they're going to take me away in the middle oh. of the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, heavens to Murgatroyd. <laughs> okay. Uh, so just some fan reactions, fan reaction, audience reaction tonight. Linda Abreu says, Damon, you were great on Saturday's coverage. Thank you very much, Linda. It was kind of last minute. I felt a little unprepared because I'm, uh, you know, Ed and everybody are so good. Zier and Miranda on the ground. And they come to me. I was <laughs> so... But no, it was good. It was fun. It was fun. It's always fun with Ed and, and, and the crew. It's It was good. So um, we'll see. Anybody in the Getter chat here? I've seen a lot of good stuff in the Getter chat tonight as well. Uh, I have some other emails. Tommy, my, Tommy McKinney's out there. Tommy, thanks for all your stuff that you always send. Happy Monday back to you as well. Um, what else is going on in the news, Rick Delgado? Anything else you want to hit before yeah, we wrap it up? One quick story, not really like news, news, but this one uh, kind of caught my attention as a comedian uh, down in, in doing a set in Dallas. 
Uh, her name, Chrissy Mayer. She released footage from a recent comedy set where she pokes fun at the transgender dogma, yeah, causing it. some audience members to yeah. heckle and leave the show. Yeah. Uh, Mayer, who's known for her reverent and political incorrect, politically incorrect humor, shared video of herself poking fun at transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney at Hyena's Comedy Nightclub over the weekend. Um, she, she joked about Mulvaney not having a top or bottom surgery a year after transition. She said, why has it been a year of girlhood and still no tease? That's day one, she said, going on to suggest if she transitioned herself to becoming a man, she'd go for the largest male genitalia she could find. Uh, I don't understand. And then somebody in the audience said, because he's a man. And Mar, Chrissy Mar, uh, said, yes, <laughs> she repeated it, because he is a man, in agreement. And then, of course, some, some wacko girls freaked out and said, no, she's a woman. <laughs> and Mary goes, uh-oh, we have one of those. <laughs> so, I saw it. I didn't think she was uh, rude or obnoxious no, at all. It was actually a funny bit. Yeah. But if they made fun of a Trumper, they'd all be given a stand ovation. Yeah, very true. Right. Exactly. Very so. true. What else is in the news? Uh, let's see. Do I have anything else? Uh, let's. Oh, this this. This one's going to require more time, but at least we can touch on it. Consumer debt passes an all-new, all-time high, $17 trillion yeah. for the first time despite a slide. Oh, but the consumer's slide. holding up, I keep hearing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Despite sure. a slide in mortgages, a total borrowing across all categories hit $17.05 trillion, an increase of nearly $150 billion, or 0.9% during January to March period, the New York Federal Reserve reported earlier today. That took in total indebtedness up to 2.9 trillion from the, from the pre-covid period that ended in 2019 the increase came even though new mortgage originations including refinance totaled just 323 billion the lowest level since the second quarter of 2014 and new home loans peaked at 1.22 trillion in the second quarter of 2021 so the fact that these uh this debt number continues to rise is not a good sign as always, we salute our military active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines protecting us, all our truckers, all our farmers, everybody that keeps the country moving. Thanks to the guys on the show. Thanks to the great David Zier, Aaron, Fran. As always, they'll see you tomorrow night. I'll see you on Wednesday. Enjoy your night, everybody. We'll see you back here. The guys will see you tomorrow night live from Studio 6B.